Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Uh, uh, we will be joined by Shane at some point today. He's had the terrible, uh, we've all been there and you've opened up your laptop to do some work and it's gone, <laughs> we've got to update and ruin your day. Uh, so that's what's happening with Shane at the moment. But our guest is someone I've had on the show before who I've spoken to many times, been on podcasts with, been in um, networking meetings with, who, and I've grown accustomed to speaking to from every time and again, but it's, it's great because he's a great guy. And that's Ben Coates from Moogie's Media. How's it going, Ben? You all right? I think so. I think I'm okay. How about you, Alex? I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm overwhelming myself, but I think I'd, I don't know why I do this to myself. Um, I, I both love it and hate it at the same time. Um, so between sort of Wednesday and Monday, I will have recorded 12 podcasts, I think, that will all need to be edited and all need to be released. But this is what I do. I enjoy it. So... Yeah, I, I know. I know you enjoy it, but you do have to have time to yourself, sir. Oh, you know, and, and yeah. Your, your family, but uh, you, you can only do a certain amount. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, uh, and weirdly enough, it's kind of balanced out really well, actually, because um, uh, Friday night, Thursday night, sorry, should I say, we sat and we watched the new, um, the new Justice League movie. You know, me and the wife and. Um, we're going to Attingham Park tomorrow. So we've got lots of stuff we can do, but I feel like uh, the world is opening soon. The world is opening yeah. soon and we want to be there. We want to show people that we can we can be a presence in Shrewsbury and in Shropshire as well because the VMS is open to everybody in Shropshire. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time. How have you been coping? Because uh, last time I spoke to you was in the midst of lockdown. Uh, it was after the driving festivals. Uh, a very yeah. difficult time for for folks that are trying to live off uh, sort of events and co- the coverage of such. I've been very lucky. I've picked up a contract on a motoring magazine called The Garage, um, and that's kept me busy a couple of days a week in, in, their, in their office, two or three days a week in their office, sometimes depending on uh, the amount of work I have to do. Uh, so that's really fortunate. But um, However, all it's doing, of course, is, is covering debts that I've accrued during lockdown like most people have. But I'm I'm more fortunate than most, and I, I do feel very fortunate to have that contract come in during this time. Um, and, and of course, I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, you know, gratitude is obviously run, shouldn't be run the world. Um, so yeah, I'm very very fortunate. Uh, but, very, but I work in an office where all the dividers are in. It's very COVID safe. We're journalists at the end of the day, so we are a key worker yes. status. Although I'd never put myself forward at anybody for the jab, just to let the people that that, that you know know this. Far more important people than me to have the jab. Um, so, yeah, so we are counting as key workers. Very fortunate we can go and interact with the, the four or five people in the office. Um, but as for the general work, yeah, it's that's still much the same. The odd flight here and there. Uh, a lot of walks up New Works. So like you with Atchin, we go up the place called New Works where there's mines and et cetera. Um, so just, I think, okay, we're getting through it. But, uh, yeah, probably fortunate than, more fortunate than most, Alex, if I'm honest with you. I feel like it's good when you can... Um... When you can create something uh, that, I mean, like something like photography, media, podcasts, anything like that. If you can, uh, art, music, if you can make something that you can just give to people at a safe distance, I feel like that, that, is, that is a lucky thing to have. Um, just letting Shane in now. Um, I feel like we've been lucky that, that we've been able to sort of just carry on. Um with zoom and what have you and we i mean the whole journalist being at work thing i feel like it's really important as well because you know we we have recently just been to shropshire floats in middle 
Um, we set up a social distance interview. Um, I mean, when I say social distance, we were spread out like <laughs> across the business. It was close to it was close to the public. Uh, but like, this is the things that we need to do to try and give uh, local businesses a bit of a boost. And um, the whole journalist part of the press type thing is something I would say is something that covers me. I guess I know I did still I did kind of feel guilty about it, but at the same time, doing my part. It's a weird thing to have, isn't it? In it, you're right. I mean, yourself, you're often a service to Shrewsbury, and and you've probably kept a lot of people's mental health uh, in in good condition by listening to your stories. Because stories sell at the end of the day. Uh, so you know, at the, at the biscuit, you've done a lot of good. You know, and that shouldn't be underestimated. Um, and, and and we've had many a conversation, Alex, as well. And, and we, you know, quite often we check in with each other. You're okay, how's things, etc. You know, it's important to have that community feel without being in the community. I mean, the automotive magazine, the automotive industry has stayed ho- stayed open during this la- the last two lockdowns. So again, I'm very fortunate because you still need your car. You know, if the car isn't roadworthy, you can't drive. Um, but it, you know, again, you're off the off the service, but you don't want to go too deep. And you know, you want to keep people smiling. You want to keep them happy. And it, you know, I'm in the automotive community. You're in the Shrewsbury community, and you are helping people. You know, they they, they listen to that podcast. They can't wait for your podcast to come out. Uh, you know, I had when I come on the the original podcast with your good self. I had great feedback from people. Listen to your podcast; it was great. With oh, nice. biscuit. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I, I you're you're on as you know, you're on my iPhone and, and walking the dogs. You're quite often in my ear, um, but uh, you won't walk the dogs for me yet. But uh, that's that's something else. So yeah, so you know, it is it's about offering that service, and and I don't think I don't think what is happening now. The people are keeping people going. I don't think that the full respect to be for another two or three years when back in the Martin, I think, wow, remember what they did. So, you know, it's been appreciated, but I think there's more to come for the appreciation of what people do offer communities. Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, just uh, just rocking up into the show. I was just telling people about your uh, the, the typical open up your laptop windows going, ah, 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 update first. Uh, is uh, Mr. Shane Hinton. You're right, Shane. <laughs> Can't hear you. Are you muted? We, we can uh, hear you. Now, doesn't this sum up lockdown? Doesn't this sum up lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> no, his mixing board's like, nope, can't hear you. Go to, um, go to where it says mute, bring up the arrow, and then select the mixer as uh, a microphone. Um, this I can is, hear me. Yeah, there we go. Here he is. It's because StreamYard and um, Zoom seem to, seem to work differently. I have to put different settings in. And obviously, the last time I used this was on StreamYard. So, yeah. It's okay. We can, we can yeah. hear your beautiful voice now. Thank um, you very much. So yeah, no, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's been a it's been a tough couple of weeks. It's been tough. I've been isolating, um, and I know it's lockdown, and you know we're, we're kind of used to that life, you know, now at the moment. But um, I don't know. It's just when once you're isolated, and you actually have to stay in your house, you know, for two solid weeks, especially when you've got a baby in a house. It's you miss going to the shop. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I'd ever get to the point where I was going to miss shopping. Like <laughs> you know, um, having that independence to just be able to just go to the shop and get what you need and stuff like that. You having to call people. I mean, I mean, bless her, Kaz, um, Al's uh, missus has been an absolute godsend. She's been running to the shop and dropping things off at my doorstep, and and so is uh, a couple of other friends as well. My mum as well. Yeah, because there's always something, isn't there? There's always, no matter how much you sit there and think about what you, what you need, there's always something where you go, 
oh damn it <laughs> you know what yeah. no, shade oh, very very similar story I, our daughter is in a classroom bubble that's to, our to isolate we've got two daughters six and eight and it's the six-year-old so the eight-year-old can still go to school i can go around but of course the wife has had to stay in with 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 little georgie we've, we've kind of kept touchwood quite healthy during the whole covid crisis as soon as the the, the wife feels like she can't go out because she does have to fully isolate she gets a cold yeah it, it does drag you down it, you know yeah. it is it does drag you down your immune system and everything it does bring that thing so i mean the, the, how can you tell a six-year-old they can't even go out the house exactly you know, it's, <laughs> I know. It's, it's it's oh it's insane and like you know i've got a little one-year-old in the house my other two kids live with their mum um and she's done a sterling job. I've said, I've said before when we did the uh, the episode on um, on parenting and teaching and homeschooling and stuff. Um, yeah, we, we, I touched on it then. I was like, you know, the kid's mum, who's you know my, my ex-wife, um, she's done a sterling job, absolutely sterling job. Yeah, you know, with homeschooling, she's got three key stages in one house on her own. Um, it's it, I I couldn't do it. I flat out, I'm like, nope, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. I would not know where to start. And she's done a, she has done a sterling job, but my missus as well now, um, obviously mother, mother of my youngest, um, you know, he, he spent his entire life in lockdown. Um, I've been working from home, so I've been chained to my desk, you know, just like hammering away on my keyboard. And she's just been dealing with this baby. She'd never done it before. Um, completely independently on her own. Um, and this last couple of weeks being locked down, like, you know, having, having to isolate has been particularly hard. This this lockdown's been hard anyway, but being isolated within that lockdown, if you know what I mean, it, it's just, it's been, it's been tough. It's been tough. To, but today is our first day of freedom. So I took, um, took the, the baby went to his nans, um, who's our bubble anyway. Um, and I took, uh, took the missus out to go and get a coffee and something from uh, Starbucks. So, so that this was is, nice. This is called wind. This is what this is wind. Yeah, this is the sun. <laughs> These are trees. These things are trees right now. Like Ben behind him right now. He looks like he's falling. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, I was we went out and we we're like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are we outside? Like <laughs> talking to people as well. It's like, what? <laughs> um, have you ever have you ever have you ever, I know I know you're meant to be interviewing me, but finally, have you ever experienced anything like this, do you think, Jay? Do you, do you ever experienced them kind of feelings before? As but, in the, the fact that you can't do anything um no not in my lifetime <laughs> no no no, no. It, and and to be honest i mean i heard somebody say something the other day um and i'm kind of split about it if i'm honest because he turned around and said to me it's an older guy and he said um this lockdown's terrible and he said um somebody even say it's worse than the war and I was sat there, and I was instantly I was like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's not." Near. But then he he then went on to say that um, he said because at least with the war, you knew who was what was happening, you knew where it was, and you could see it. You know, it's a physical thing. You know, you could see the war. You know, and you could see the effect it was having and stuff like that. He goes, "With this, it's, it's invisible. It's, it's anywhere. It can be anywhere and everywhere." And I was like. I didn't necessarily agree with him, but it just sort of just sort of made me sit there and think about it for a minute. Um, and I was like, you know, I got a way to. Okay, so I spoke to a, a wonderful um, person on what's the difference? My other show called uh, Dr. Joanna Dodd Massey, and she was fantastic. And she she wrote a book 
about what's going on with COVID at the moment. And the way she explains it is, and it's very important for people to understand this, is when when we talk about the the pandemic and the way people are feeling towards it, like you said, Ben, you know, sort of this feeling of not being able to do anything. We are grieving. We are grieving the loss of our our former lives. So um, in actual fact, you know, about 90 to 95% of the whole world are suffering depression brought on by grief right now. And if once we start to understand that, I feel like there are steps you can take to sort of make things better because yeah, you know, Ben, you, you, you can't do the flower show. You can't do Oktoberfest at the moment. You can't, that's your livelihood. That's what you're doing. That's what's been taken away from you. Um, mm. And it's, it's hard thing to grasp, but yeah, the, the whole world has been affected. But people like I've like Ben, you're saying you've, you've accrued all these debts because you can't go out and work at the moment. And you know, the, the, the little bits of work you can do or just pay it. You're just treading water basically, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are, you are, you just you, you're catching up, and and you know, and people say, oh, the economy back at, at the level it was pre-pandemic. We shouldn't be at that level if if the world ran correctly. We'd all be ahead of the game anyway. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a test. I mean, the six and eight year old, I'm not too fearful for the future. I think they've probably learned new new skills that they wouldn't have done. I've got mm. a 15 year old lad from a, a previous relationship. That's the one I feel for because. It is vital. His, his schoolwork is vital at this time. But as for the the six and eight year old, it's a, yeah. it's an adventure. As long as it, as long as it's gone for too much longer, it's an adventure. And so, something as well that occurred to me as well was um, like somebody's pointed out that this what we're living through now is going to be in the history lessons in the future. So when my kids start go- growing up and stop being aware of what's going on and and stuff, they would turn around. To, you know, my grandkids would be like, "We, do you remember the the pandemic in 2020? What 2020? I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, I lived through that. You will not believe." And I'll be able to stop putting it, exaggerating it. And be like, "Oh, you'll not believe what I, what I had to go through." You kids nowadays, we had to go for Joe Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex will be Alex could be Uncle Albert. Do it when I was out in Malaya. <laughs> I got a dusted off me microphone <laughs> and I went out there with me broadsword. Well, well, it was actually a broadsword. What I meant is my voice. I went out with my voice and I told people, Hey, make sure you wear a mask. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's true though like you know and, and this is experiences that we're living through now and this and we'll, we'll be talking about it when we're older the same way as i talk to older people now about the war and what they remember about it you know and obviously i, I don't i i'm in two minds I, I need to think about it a bit more really whether the two things are comparable because they're not i do think i do, I do absolutely think not war is is a lot more devastating of course it is but <laughs> people like, were repressed for for years yeah of, yeah, of course of course you know. um but what i mean is like the actual personal effect it has on the individual if you know what i mean do you know what i mean like the you got yeah. people that are dying that, that you know people that you don't know that are dying thousands and you know thousands and thousands and the people you know having to stay in your houses and all that kind of stuff i mean like, the, the, dy- the physical dynamic dy- dynamical changes that's happening within your personal life is probably not far removed from the general civilian in in the war kind of thing if you know what i mean you know um of course obviously war is devastating <laughs> you know, i'm not saying that like <laughs> i'm digging myself a hole here aren't i yeah you we know? are we are let's yeah. talk about moogie's media um <laughs> what have you been doing uh, apart from working obviously the bits that you can be doing what have you been doing to sort of build infrastructure for yourself ben for when the world does open 
So I was very fortunate to get a March's Growth Hub grant for equipment. So I've improved the video cameras, improved the digital camera. Um, I've also been doing a lot on my, my own SEO, Google My Business, etc. cetera. Uh, working with a joint friend, Alex, uh, Mr. Goff, um, who I know you know, Chris. Uh, and yes. he's a very good chap. And he's helped me yes. through this as well. Yes. yes. CGR. Um, CGR business, yeah. yeah. I know he's helped you as well. And, and obviously yes. you've checked him out on the podcast. So I've been fortunate. I'm surrounded with good people through the networking I do. Um, and when I say networking, I just mean the business networking, the events networking, Alex, for example, us meeting, uh, you know, good people like that. Um, I've kept in touch with the events industry that I know, the people that really do learn events and make sure they're, they're, they're getting, going to get through it because I'm very fearful that we're going to get back to an events industry without experience. And that is a very, very dangerous situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, a lot of a lot of my good friends that, that that are in the industry do seem to be to be seen through it, and are now looking forward again, which I'm absolutely delighted about. So, I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward. I, I don't think we should ever look back and think what we had because that's gone. It's never going to come yeah. back. However, yeah. what we have to do, and, and it's a bit like the scenario you just said, Shay, we have to look forward. We we can still in this situation, we can still dictate. What we what we're doing, what we we're yeah. in control. In in a war, you're not in control. In no. this war, we are in control of yeah. what our own our own things, what we can do. Mm. And I hope I, I really can't wait to get back. I, I I don't think the events industry and the theatres and the, the music and has ever been appreciated as much as it is now. Yeah. And I just hope people get out there, take advantage of that. Uh, you know, go and see these acts. Uh, go and see these people. Interact with them. Uh, support them and, and show them love like they've never shown them before because. If we lose some good people, it's very hard to get it back because there's nobody to learn from. Well, this is why it's important to showcase the people that were there doing it when uh, when things were good. I mean, we're speaking to Trevor from uh, Stage and Studio Services, um, who do an awful lot of the stage work for events across, not just across the county, but across the country. You know, they do an amazing uh, job. Uh, and I spoke to him during the, the Shropshire Virtual Show because he did all this, the lights and stuff for that. And that's how we got meeting, talking, you know. And he was mortified by what's been going on because, like, that is his bread. That's his lifeline right there, you know. Uh, and we were just talking about, I think I mentioned it on the last two shows with D, is about the uh, the Granada uh, Theatre in, in, in Shrewsbury. They're on about sort of knocking chunks of it down and building, I keep saying stuff, um, which is which is Bingo Hall now just up from the train station, you know, the uh, that, that, that's the Granada Theatre. I feel like there's opportunity there for um, because I feel like the arts industry were treated so badly, so so badly um, that there's an opportunity there to pay it back. You know, give it back. Like let's help these people that make people's lives a little bit better. Actors, stage and studio services, uh, events, uh, sort of uh, journalists like yourself, Ben. You know, there's there's a huge like group of people that are. Oh, yeah, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. No, I know. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I, I've. You know, also, I don't think you'll ever forget the people that have supported you in this pandemic. I mean, I, I've done a lot of, for uh, a, a couple of my clients, I don't mind naming it, one's is Human Results, fantastic HR business in Telford. Uh, and we've done so much together, but it's stuff that we never would have done previously. And, and, and who knows if, what it's going to be like, because it's all once you do the stuff, it's always there. Uh, you know, uh, I did a lot for Rent Space, help with Rent Space rebuild their website with videos. Uh, you know, I never forget them people that have seen you know, that supports you in it. Uh, I do a lot of uh, white boxing uh, editing for in the farming industry. Again, I, I won't name the company because I go in as, as obviously under their brand. 
Um, but, um, you know, never forget that they've still passed the work during this pandemic. And I think those relationships now will be built upon and we will have a stronger, a smaller, but a stronger economy. And I think a lot of the wastage, which always happens in an economy, will disappear. But um, I just want to get back out there with the drone and the cameras, I mean, if I'm happy with you. It's, it's the age-old adage, isn't it, really? It's like, you know, when you, when you get, when you, if you're able to survive in business or in anything, really, through a, through a sort of environment like, we're experiencing in the last year, then it's the foundation to grow from, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's only going to get better. You know, like, you know, eventually, obviously, the world's going to open up, which means essentially your market's going to open up again. And it, it's just, it's sky's the limit, you know? But, you know, would the biscuit be as big as it is without lockdown? Probably uh, not. Because people have had time to listen to it. I mean, 20. 2020 was going to be our year. We had a lot of planned for 2020. Yeah. Um, but then all, a lot of that had to put, be put on hold. But I mean, we then adapted. We, you know, there was a lot of, I remember in the first, when the first lockdown came around, um, me and Al had a lot of conversations about what are we going to do? <laughs> How are we going to do still this? do. We still procrastinate still every, yeah. every week. Well, yeah, hopefully you do. Hopefully you do brainstorm because that's what it's about. But uh, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, podcasting has been around for, for ages as, as we all know, hmm. but now it, people understand what, what the benefit of a podcast is. And you're always selling the benefits. You yeah. know, it's that, it's that word in your ear. It's that positivity. It's that mental health situation. As I said before, the podcast done a tremendous job, and I actually think that that you've you know you've been one of the the, the real local um, good stories during the podcast, and not just because you've grown, but because of what you've done for others. No, oh. it's what it's what we always wanted to do. Yeah. We always wanted to um, be positive, okay? Because like you you do. <sighs> There's been so much negativity throughout, not just throughout lockdown. I mean, lockdown, I think the reason why a lot of stuff that was magnified the way it was during lockdown is because people were just attached to the news and their phones and stuff. It was, uh, outrage became such a huge, quick uh, thing. So it was, uh, you know, the Harry and Meghan thing. Oh, my God, this is crazy thing. And then five minutes later, it's gone. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's, what's next? Oh, my God, they did, they did whap at the Grammys and and it's gone. You know, it's it's just a crazy scenario. And we just want to give people something good to listen to and feel good about, you know, and uh, I feel like we've managed to do that. And to answer your question about where, would the biscuit have grown so much without the, the pandemic, I remember I had a complete meltdown at the beginning because our listener base disappeared it, it literally did. all yeah. of our listeners disappeared Dropped. we've gone from having uh, a thousand downloads a week easy to a week a month it was it, it, it was just crazy it went down it just dropped and i was just like oh my god what are we gonna do so to these guys and the yusuk guys um i can't uh use the new uh phrase that we're using for you suckers um <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys, they picked me up, you know, because I was on my chin straps. And I do get like that from time to time. Um, does. <laughs> but then does, it, retu- it returned. It returned. It came back and it did come back bigger. And I think that's because we had this Zoom StreamYard and we could just make shows whenever we wanted. We didn't have to like, oh, we'll meet you at the studio on Tuesday at six o'clock. We'll be there. No, I'll meet you on Zoom in an hour. Let's do it, you know? It's accessible, yeah. and actually, we, we that literally happened as well with um, the uh, homeschooling one, wasn't it? When we had the teachers on, literally, Al messaged and just said, "I think we need to do something on this," and I said, "I agree." Um, 
I said, I'm actually, he goes, I'm thinking this night. I said, I'm free, yeah. You know, let's do it. And literally, he put a post out. And I think literally within like an hour, two hours, we got two guests on. A day later, we did the podcast. Done. Have you not just have you not just described the grieving process though, Alex? With, with yeah. even with a podcast, straight away people just want to hide, not interested, not interested to listen to anything. They think you're going to talk about the pandemic, which of course you've done very little of, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden they pick it back up, and then of course they will go to this because they're they're positive. Go to this, and suddenly rather than people just listening, they're spreading the word for you. I yeah. think that's fantastic, Heidi. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of word of mouth that goes on in Shrewsbury. There's a lot of promoting shoes is one of those towns that word of mouth is a viable you know market marketplace uh marketing strategy you know well i live in telford shade uh sorry about that i, I will get over oh, that that's, a shame. that's your I'll problem isn't it yeah. <laughs> 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 i tell you i'll tell you one thing i do i do I, whenever i go to events and things people in telford expect it for free yeah and the council, the Telford Ring Council are forced to put them on for free. So there's no village in there. There's no system in there. You know, to get a coffee, you have to run over the centre. To go to the loo, you have to run up the road, etc. But in Shrewsbury, people are almost willing to pay for, for having the village in the quarry. You yeah. know, and that and and that's that's the kind of community that they've got. And and, and all of a sudden then you've got people that don't go to one or two events, they spread the word, and that's what happens. Shrewsbury's fantastic for events. I love that. Although the band could be a slightly less great but i do love shrewsbury um we're running up and down that quarry bank quite a few times yeah i'll know about that when he used to when you used to have the mixer which i've actually using now we've got the, our old mixer that, that, that i use and i used to uh have his big bag his suitcase thing and he used to trudge up wild cop and it was on uh, wheels yeah. it wasn't too bad I, it, I didn't look like a ghostbuster lugging up a proton pack up and down <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't far off though mate it wasn't far Can off you imagine having that strapped on your back and that, all the wires <laughs> sticking out and be like wait for the biscuit <laughs> <laughs> you turn up, turn up to interviews sweating. Like, man, I, like, did that, I did do that. Come, should uh, we come and do this podcast? <laughs> but I, I, I do want to. I, I do want to get back to times like, again. I do want to have a studio at some point. But at the moment, it's it's more. It's better just to do this as as as, as a Zoom thing. Um, when it comes to word of mouth and positivity, there are a few champions out there in Shropshire that I've been constantly seeing the same names pop up again. Um, and Ben, you are so well connected uh, with the networking you do and the, the, the events that you cover. Can you think of a few people in Shropshire that have just gone above and beyond to keep uh, the, the the good spirits alive? Well, you know, I'm going to say first, Alex, I don't think she needs any big intro. Uh, our Beth, Beth and Sid Heath uh, from Shropshire Festival. Beth, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what she did in the summer, uh, the, the driving events, to put them on, to put the events on. And the whole team around it, you've got the, the Pro Audio uh, lads as well, Joe and Callum and, and people like that, and the volunteers that Beth gets involved as well. That team was amazing to put on the events, and it lifted the spirits of thousands of people. Um, uh, and again, you see the same, saw the same few people there as well. You know, again, that there was there was kind of a supportive crowd there. Um, I kept sitting next to Alex and his good family as well, so uh, that's how we kind of connected. Yeah. So there's that. There's obviously there's the the people that are involved. Uh, Alistair Hobbs is a good friend of mine from New Results, um, and he's kept people. It's, it's HR strange because they've now gone from oh well, we have to keep the discipline, we have to keep sack, you know sacking people, etc. To we need to look after people, you know, the whole HR world. But Alistair's always been like that, so it's been an easy transition for him. So he's, he's, him and his team have done wonders as well. The, the guys over at Rent-A-Space uh, and Climbing Walls, 
how difficult has their situation been? Uh, you know, to keep it open, to keep the Clone Wars place open, to keep the offices open at renter space. Um, but anybody in hospitality, I feel sorry for. Um, you know, and, and I do hope that they stick with it. As I said, the biggest thing for me is just don't give up. If you've got to do something else, great. Uh, but please don't give up. Uh, and all the acts that we saw at the drive-in, which many, we know many of them, uh, people like the Rock, Rock and Scoundrels, who were always around yeah. trying to cheer people up, um, Paul and, and the boys uh, and Ants and stuff like that. Uh, the, the Mikey O'Donnell uh, and the Gravity Live group, uh, they're, they're actually from Manchester, but you know, I speak to them quite a lot. They're very supportive as well. Just anybody who has kept us going, anybody who's been out there, anybody who's been positive, done what they can, but most importantly, done it safely. Because no matter yeah. what we do, we have to respect the virus. If we don't respect the virus, it won't respect us. Exactly, um, yeah. and that that is one thing that we do. But we, you know, but we can't, we can't. You know, it is a balance. So anybody who's done anything out there, all the event organisers, all the hospitality crew, um, yeah. And then uh, I just like to say, I'm disappointed that some of the horses at Champion this week you haven't won for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a separate thing from that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my wife was. Uh... She 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 likes to bet for the uh, the underdogs the the hundred to one uh, horses out there that were just no light chances to win and then she gets disappointed that they didn't win I was like well that's the that, <laughs> that's the point <laughs> um, I think you're spot on there with um, with, with you know the whole let's be positive let's try and get through this because I, I feel like even the strongest minds out there the strongest people out there that that have carried on and have done great things need a support base around them. They need someone to be like, no, come on, man, you've got this. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been very lucky to have that with a biscuit and amongst us ourselves, we look after each other as a team. Like if one of us is down, we'll pick him up, you know, and that's, that's really important, isn't it? Um, how would you, how do you reckon uh, things are going to open up? Cause obviously we've got this roadmap thing that's going on now. What's your predictions? It's hard to predict anything at the moment, but what do you reckon is going to happen or change as well? Well, I think the roadmap is great, but I think the biggest key date for anybody is three to four weeks after their own jab. That is the biggest date for any of you. Once you've had a jab three or four weeks later, you're going to feel more confident. And I've spoken with people that have had the jab, and that is the case. And then, of course, you have your second one, which gives you more immunity. Uh, but, I mean, respect the people that haven't had the jab so far. So keep the social distancing because it will get us all back quicker. I think the roadmap will slip. I think, you know, it will slip. Uh, I, I think it's it's a, it's a great to have the roadmap, but don't people don't be worried if it slips a week or two here and there. Uh, it's there. It's in place. We're not going to go backwards now, I don't think. Touch wood. Um, so, yeah, so so just, just go and support the events. Go and listen to the organisers because they will have spoken to health and safety that have spoken to environmental health that have spoken to everybody you think of and the measures that are in place will ensure that show can open if people go and and don't adhere to the rules that show will be closed down during the during its show uh, and that is horrible for the organizers who have probably put their their, their lifelines uh, on on the on the line so to speak so yeah so just go out there go and support them enjoy but do stick to the rules that are put there because they will be there for a reason because funnily enough isn't it funny that the people that are against everything are then against lockdowns? No, they don't social distance. They don't. They don't. They don't want the vaccine, but they're against lockdowns. The answer's there. So just yeah. go and stick to the rules. Enjoy it. Stick to the rules. Have a good time. Support all the people there because we know many of the people that be at the flower show, be at the food festival, that'll be at Oktoberfest. That you know, 
they need the money coming in more than ever because they say they're paying. This is that they're not. You're not supporting shareholders. You're supporting their their mortgages. I feel yeah. I feel bad because me and Shane got a little taste of the flower show we got we got like a, 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 a shot <laughs> rather than the bottle we had a little shot a little sip a little sample cup that you get from uh, uh the old days in the supermarket want to try our cheese you know that's what we had at the the, at the, the flower show because we went there we enjoyed it and we haven't been back since uh so i and oktoberfest too they're my two favorite things uh, that happen the, the flower show in Oktoberfest. Uh, so I can't wait to get back to it. I mean, we were talking about what we, what we want to do personally away from business. Uh, what's the first thing you're going to do when lockdown ends, Ben, what do you want to go and do? Pub. Um, <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. What was that? Well, yeah, I suppose it is good on the boat. I'll bridge and sit by the river and have a pint. But other than that, it's just that it's, it, I want to go on walks rather than I love new works, but when you're going there once twice a week and nowhere else, so I'd like to get back into the national trust places, um, you know, because I'm not one of these that will travel for, with you know without a purpose at the moment. Cause I just don't think it's right, um, yeah. so I can't wait to get to there. You know, uh, uh, we've got the Reekin to be able. To, I haven't been up the Reekin during lockdown because so many are going up there and they're all parking in, in different places. So I've stayed away. So it's just somewhere to go different, get out in the fresh air. Uh, see friends again, see, you know, see friends and have that conversation. Um, you know, spend some money. You know, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind. I'm not talking hundreds of pounds. I'm talking, you know, the two quid for a coffee and the, you know, the, the two quid for a bag of sweets with, with friends that have got businesses. That's what I'm really looking forward to. And, and I mean, September, I mean, from August, September, it's just, it's just going to be mad. You can go to an event a week. Um, but just go and enjoy them. You know, the night is revival lads are going, you know, trying to get events up all the time as well. Uh, we both know them and, you know, they've worked, they're, they're one that should really be praised during lockdown, actually, Alex. I didn't forget about the, the night is revival boys, but what a phenomenal job they've done. Yeah, I love those guys charity. a bit. They've been very supportive. We, uh, that's what I love about them. I've got their hat out somewhere. Uh, they gave me a hat. Should probably have worn that today. That'd be quite cool. Uh, but uh, they've been very supportive of me. I've, I've been a supportive of them. That's a, that's a Shropshire thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, they've just invited me to uh, a, a birthday. What is it? The the nineties revival birthday show for Cancer Research UK. They just invited me to that. There you go. They're like, We're doing this amazing thing. We want to take Alex with us. Nineties revival. There They're great at doing what they do. Shane, I'm going to throw the same question to you, Shane. Uh, first thing you're going to do when lockdown ends. I know you said pub, but um, I don't know actually. Um, probably yeah, pub. Um, I want to take, um, I want to take the missus out. I want to take the kids to the beach. Oh, that's um, a good one. Go to the beach, take, but the, everyone's going to do that, though, aren't they? Are you going to? Oh, yeah, I'll go. yeah. Um, but you know, just take the kids to places. You know, I mean, um, obviously, as as I've sort of alluded to earlier, my kids live with their mum, um, and I have them, um, you know, f- f- on uh, on on sort of occasions, you know, regular uh, visits. Um, so obviously just having them sat in the house and not really doing much because I mean there's only so much walking around Holmond Hill and uh, around the local area that you can do and eventually a five-year-old and eight-year-old could be like dad we've already done this loads of times so or can we do something else I'm like well I don't really know what else to do <laughs> it's getting like that with Attingham Park as it is like yeah, Timmy's like... been around Attingham Park so many times I'm pretty sure he's covered every millimeter of our <laughs> Probably named all the kids, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's by name now, yeah. Yeah. That, there's, there's Eric, do you? That's yeah. it, Eric. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
and this is it. So I think I want to be able to take the kids to places, go and do stuff with them, um, take them to events. You know, one of the things I really wanted to do was um, take them to uh, Roxeter, not Roxeter, um, Warwick Castle. Ah, um, nice. Nice. And see, yeah, uh, you know, see him doing the battle role play stuff, and you know, things like. That. I think Mike, my my lad, like would uh, would really enjoy it. But obviously, up until recent, no, this year, I haven't been able to do that sort of stuff. Um, and also, I think I want to start getting um, Isaac socialised. He's literally he's five weeks old when we went into lockdown, um, and he literally has been in. And luckily, he's got his older brothers and sisters, so like he's he's quite oh, head start then. Back, He's all right, yeah, um, but he's he's not really been around anybody else apart from my direct family and my missus' mum. That's it. That's all he's really spoke. You know, it's always really been around. So I kind of want to take him to some like stay and play places and and do stuff like that. But no, for me personally, um, I think it's going to be pub. Definitely, yeah. I I mean, I keep changing my answer because there's so much I want to do, but. Um... I'll add on to my answer earlier of um, one, going to Wales to go and give my kids a hug and take them out and scoop them up, bring them here. Um, I'm going to add on to that. Uh, people watching in a cafe. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know, those beautiful days, I used to love that. That was the best thing I used to do. My wife was at work. Timmy was at school. I'd scoop up my laptop and some headphones, go sit and stop cafe or house coffee in Colum and just sit there and edit and just watch people and let people think I'm a weirdo because I've been sat there for two and a half hours editing. You know, one, of, uh, one of the best coffee shops I've ever been to, right, was in Birmingham. And I cannot remember the life of me, what it's called, right? But it was like upstairs and there was like the uh, ceiling to floor window. And you could sit right next to this window overlooking essentially like Pride Hill. And, um, and yeah, Their version sat, of Pride Hill. Yeah. Yeah. All day, literally all day, just sat like a bird's eye view watching these people just walking around. And I was, and, like, I was with my mate and I was making like these little, you know, you start like commentating them, being like, and giving them like little voices and like little scenarios. You see bloke and a woman having a row. So you start being like, <laughs> Making these stories up around them. It's best fun ever. So yeah, I'm gonna get on that one now. Have you ever been in there when there's two of you doing it? (laughs) Then it gets gets confusing. You don't know if you're watching them or they're watching you. Honestly, you won't get to get the drink at the same time. You won't go have the same piece of cake. And then you wonder who's watching who. By the time you know it's time to go home. I got a funny story from when I was in Ireland. So I went to I went to go see my dad in Ireland uh, in Bantry. And um I was gonna go meet him in the cafe he worked at uh, in at the time, Organico, right? And I was upstairs and uh Sue, my stepmom, was in the in the kitchen baking, that's what they did. And she was like, I'll be out in a bit and I'll walk you to the house. But your your cousin Laura's up there. I hadn't seen Laura since I was about six or seven. I can't remember what she looked. I don't know what she looks like as an adult. And she was like, "Yeah, she's up there. Make sure you say hello." And I was just like, I was looking around, like, "Are you my cousin? Are, are you my cousin?" <laughs> and then this woman just come and sat at my table, all right, Alex. And I was like, "Ah, hi, Laura. I'm so glad I saw you there. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Oh, um, it's in the world of my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious." Uh, yeah, that people watching in a cafe is one of my favorite things to do. Just just being there and just being around people. Um 
I've got an important question for you, Ben. There's going to be a lot of people now that have learned new skills during lockdown with a camera, maybe with a drone, uh, maybe looking at doing what you do right now. What advice would you give to, I say young, but it might not be young. Bear in mind, we've been in lockdown. There's a lot of people learned new skills. Anybody that wants to step into your field, uh, what would you say as bits of advice to get started? Be different first. Have a USP. Don't go and follow somebody else because that's the worst thing you can do in business. If you do the same as what everybody else has done, you're just chasing their tail and you're going to be behind them. Drone-wise, get the qualifications, get the insurances. It's it, you, You've got a, 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 a basically an aircraft in your hand um, and there's laws. And, the, the, you know, the, the strange thing about the drone world is that it's not policed by police. It's policed by the CAA, the Civil Aviation Authority. As soon as you take off from that ground, you're under their laws and they are a serious, serious... Um, organization quite rightly as well any little crash has to be reported to the aaib which is the the air investigation bureau even for a drone and this is what people don't realize they get the drone they think it's a toy it's a dead it can be deadly if that drops out the sky if anybody's under it you know so do get trained do do all the qualifications the operations manuals get them done by professionals and this is the problem with the drone world the drone world has always suffered from gatwick the incident at gatwick yes there was never, ever a drone found. Now, I'm not sitting here saying there wasn't one, but if you think about it, how can a pilot see a drone when they're doing 600, 700 miles an hour in their, their aircraft that big? They can't. So there's two problems there. Firstly, is, is, was there a drone? Secondly, the airplane can't see it if it is, and it's just going to, you know, it could, it could be very, very critical. So, so these courses are immense. So anybody that's entering the drone world, go and get trained. There's new things coming out, and I don't know if you've seen it, DJI FPV, which is first-person view, and it, you're only in the goggles with a joystick. Yeah, I saw and a clip of some guy did a bowling alley of that. Yeah. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, My brother's yeah. got one of them. But it is, again, but again, I wouldn't I wouldn't take on that at the minute. I would, I, would tra- I would train on one, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't go out in public at the moment with it. I've never flown it, but how can, you know, I like to see my aircraft. Again, so but again, it's it, it, that's very much on the gaming side of things. It's very much on that side, and that will bring the people that don't want to do the train on board. Now, if that then that gets up to sixty miles an hour, if that suddenly <laughs> hits you, you know, again, you haven't got much chance. If that's in the head, you haven't got much chance, have you? Yeah, you know, so it, 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 it's it's the best it's, it's it's the best industry in the creative world without a doubt. You know, because it's an aircraft, but it's also the most dangerous industry in the world so i mean my usp alex just to let people know is that i do videos i do photos from the ground but so do many others my usp is the drone now i know other people do the drone but i like to combine the two uh you took off to get a drone pilot and a creative person i combine the two so uh, so my, my drone has to, the drone footage has to videos but for god's sake people go and get trained don't just pick a drone up because it's safe God forbid you, you you hurt anybody, and you get it's always the people that don't want to hurt anybody that do. It's just they've been a little bit lax. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, very important advice. Yeah, those uh, first person ones—they are scared. I, you'd need a spotter, wouldn't you? Because if you're looking down the barrel and you can't see uh, your peripherals, and you're like, "Hey, look at this! We're great!" and you can't see it's at the side of you, and all of a sudden you, you're flying into a, a group of children or something. <laughs> Not that you would do that, but I mean, like, you've got to have someone there watching the craft for you, haven't you? I suppose it's just it's a weird situation. Well, if you think about the money spent in the drone world, and the drone world's only going to grow, this is really at the start of the drone world. But if you think about it and you're flying, all of a sudden you see your camera, because you can only see the camera, all of a sudden the camera flips out 
Because if it, you, you haven't noticed the branch coming out of that tree or something, gee whiz, you've lost a lot of money. Yeah. Lost a lot of money that you can't afford and things like that. So, you know, this this is the great things, isn't it, with a lot of technology. They look like toys, boys' toys. And I'll admit, they are at times, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I have some great fun <laughs> with it. But you have to be safe. Whatever you do, you have to be safe with it. Um, yeah, you know, all this talk about Amazon dropping things off by with octocopters and stuff. And I heard these stories about um, they're going to start using them in airports if they don't already. Uh, giant, like, drone-type uh, vehicles that can lift full pallets of stuff and move them around the airport. And, you know, that's where it's going. It's uh, It's great. Uh, to see that I mean, we're living in the future baby <laughs> well we're, we're probably we're probably where we we thought we would be in about five years time we're probably there, there now in a lot of things. and that that's because of the pandemic you know there's lots of things that have been made remote because of what's going on uh, right look we're running out of time because i've got uh, we're going to be speaking to sarah from life of riley next uh which is pet bakery which is going to be fun um but ben uh, as always thank you so much for coming to talk to us you're always welcome to come on um mm-hmm and catch up uh shane thank you so much for for getting your machine to work <laughs> yeah it's all right it's just windows isn't it it's just you can catch up on the first half on the on the on apple podcast yeah, yeah. shane make sure you listen to the shoes <laughs> biscuit podcast yeah. uh, if you, and, and shane if you can't find the links on podbean spotify itunes wherever else you get your podcast you can also check on our website did you know that um, it's at the shoes with biscuit podcast.co.uk and Shane, did you also know that that website is made for us by Web Orchard? Is um, it, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I it really oh. is. I, I tried wow. putting the banner behind me. You, you guys can't see it. Maybe if you follow us on Instagram uh, to, to, to display the Shrewsbury Biscuit name, but it's that tall. All you can see is Web Orchard and Love Shrewsbury behind me. Well, yeah, that's who's responsible for that website. Um, guys, as well, before we get out of it, sponsorship. We are looking for sponsors now. We can take on sponsors. If you would like us to sponsor your business during these shows uh, and tell people about what you do. We don't, we don't charge very expensive prices. We just want to be, make the show sustainable. We are a CIC. doesn't go to line the pockets of all Whiteley over here. It goes to keep us with subscriptions, uh, to, to you know help with our media and to replace battered old equipment like the mixer that Shane's using right now. So if you do want to get involved, uh, get in touch with us uh, because we appreciate that. Uh, Guys, it's been great. Um, oh, swore. That's the second show in a row I've swore. Uh, ben, <laughs> uh, could you tell people <laughs> where your website is and how they can get in touch with you before we get out of it? Yeah. The Mooges uh, Media, M-O-O-G-I-E-S media.co.uk. Uh, go there. There's a, I blog quite a lot as well on the website. There's a lot of media and also there's also links to media. Uh, whatever I do, I if I can, I will put it on YouTube. Um, so search Moodle Media on YouTube and view the videos that I do. Although a lot of them at the moment are literally slides over the podcast. Podcasts. Podcast, not, not, yeah. Podcast, podcasting is great, but I want to get out there and do some filming. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. We want to make some vlogs. That's where we want to go. If you want us to come and do a vlog of uh, anything, anywhere, guys, if you're listening to this and you want us to come to your business, if you want us to come to, I don't know, uh, an event or anything like that and to bring cameras and to get some vlogs made, we can do that for you as well. All right, let's get out of here. We, I've got to let this audio render. This has been the Shrews Biscuit Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>